Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, we have a bit of a global vibe going on. Troy is here in California. Jay is here, not here, but on Zoom, all the way in Australia. Thanks for joining, guys. No dramas. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Michelle. Uh, One of the previous episodes that we recorded with you guys did very well and was well received. So I figured this would be a great opportunity to get you both back together. And (laughs) I keep saying that, like, if you guys were in the same office, you probably would be talking nonstop about everything. So today we're going to talk nonstop about tennis strings. And I'm going to probably do my best to just shut up and let you guys handle it. Um, But we were saying that it would be really fun to talk about some of the best strings on the market for the best amount of spin generation, whether it's what you guys have found personally, what's tested the best in the lab and all of the things. So if someone wants to start off by saying or explaining to our audience what makes a string spin friendly, that would probably be the best place to start. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to take this on or do you want to go for it, Troy? Um, it doesn't matter to me really, um, but, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can start off if you, if you guys want. Um, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, so, you know, if you look at our tennis warehouse, if you get into the science of it, the university data and all that stuff, um, basically, you know, polyester monofilaments, co-polyester monofilaments tend to be the ones that will basically accentuate or help maximize uh, spin potential of how a player hits the ball and imparts the spin on the ball. So, I mean, for example... Nadal uses a full bed of RPM blast, you know, or, or teams using a full bed of RPM power, two guys that, you know, probably hit some of the most top spin on the tour, even though just about most guys on tour hit crazy amounts of spin. But basically um, those strings are uh, very control oriented, uh, low powered, um, which really allow that, that aspect allows the player to, to swing freely um, maximize racket head speed, swing big, um, you know, use their, their technique to generate that spin. So that's a big part of it. Uh, but the science of the string, you know, more exactly. And I've kind of gotten more into it over the years, talking to Crawford, the, the one who runs our tennis warehouse university is basically there's kind of two things that, that really are going on with the string and the ball interaction. And it's, um, you know, basically um, the amount of friction or the bite from the string into the felt of the ball which is kind of obvious nowadays with like so many shaped strings, gear shaped, really rough strings. You're really trying to grab the ball, rip into the felt. But the other part of it that kind of is something that I kind of learned over the years was more of the string on string interaction. So talking about like your main strings versus your cross strings, there's a big part of the friction or the coefficient of friction between those strings. So basically in the equation uh, of it all, you're really wanting to maximize string to ball friction the amount of friction between the the grip on the ball you know the 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 way the strings grab the ball Mm -hmm. and you want to minimize or reduce the amount of friction between the mains and crosses so maximizing string on ball friction and minimizing string on string friction is what kind of i take from it well yeah i I was gonna say jay (laughs) pretty much you've taken everything um pretty much out of the book um yeah so yeah you you hit the nail on the head I, and it, all of that is like on the our um the tennis versus university page as well and i think every, everyone can go onto that page and they can start diving into um take a look um i think that's like that's a huge database there and you can take a look at all the all the different strings compare um one to to another and i can say that i'd like any time that i look at uh, a different string like i automatically go to go to that university and I, I just like i just look at the the differences straight away um and it's very helpful and it's super accurate as well so and you and like you do notice the differences so um yeah so what, what are your top five troy <laughs> we're getting in it like let's yeah. go <laughs> i don't necessarily if i have a um a set top five of just yeah. what are, you know, just for spin, you know, pretty much all the polys I like give me the spin I need type of thing. But, you know, like, yeah. wait, 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 
I have a question before we get too far into it. I, just because I just reviewed a string and I wanted to ask you guys, do you find that strings with more edges or less edges are more spin friendly or is there a magic number of edges? Do the edges wow. this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel like... Um, it might just be more of a sensation thing for me, but yeah, strings that have that are more edgier, like specifically like four or five edges. I feel like personally, I, I feel um, the string grab the ball more. Not, I don't know if it necessarily, you know, like will produce, you know, um, more spin um, because obviously there's that string to string friction as well. But but there are definitely some strings like you know, Hypergee or Cyclone where like you just, if you hit that ball right in the middle, you can actually feel the strings just grab it and, and, and yeah, rip the felt. So that's, that's what I found. Um, <laughs> you Troy? Yeah. I, I I'd agree with what you're saying there. Um, I do know, you know, like we're talking about Hypergee and then like, if you look at the tennis warehouse university, like the top five or so uh, strings, pretty much all of them are that square shape. The, uh, Ultra Cable, Vocal V Square, name, the name is Square, uh, Black Code 4S, Four Sides, mm-hmm. um, all of those um, square-shaped strings. So there's got to be something in that in that uh, shape and the way it equates out, you know, in the university that uh, that maximizes it. And, yes, there's a, there's a ton of different strings with a ton of different sides. Like RPM Blast is supposedly an eight-sided string, octagonal. Um, but when you string RPM blast and you like really get like into the texture of it, it doesn't really feel sharp. It's very slick. So I think the magic of RPM blast is more in the string on slickness of it. Yeah. 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 Just how easy that it guards. Yeah. Yeah. You notice that when you're stringing it as well, it's just like, it's so slippery. I don't, I don't even know how it holds its tension. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) Very true. Um, Before we get into more technical things, just in case someone out there is still new to all of this information and data, uh, will one of you guys or both of you guys take a crack at explaining um, the difference in gauges and spin potential? Yeah. Do I want more? Do I want a thinner gauge or a thicker gauge? I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna have you explain it. (laughs) I'll I'll try my best. Yes, Um, do it. Um, All right. So yeah, I mean the difference in gauges is is obviously the the thickness of the string. So I guess the higher in gauge that you go, so sort of that 18, 19 gauge um, type string, um, the thinner the string is going to be, and then vice versa. So that 16, 15 gauge string is going to be thicker um and so the the thinner it is um you're gonna be able to get just a little bit more spin and a little bit more power from it um and you're going to get that because basically the the strings will i guess be able to move uh, a little bit more freely in the racket um and also has a little bit more spacing between the strings as well um so yeah again allows allows for that um, string to string movement and then the opposite for um yeah the the, the lower gauge strings are a little bit more durable, obviously, and just maybe you get like a little bit more control and feel because there's a little bit more string in there. Um, but yeah, there'll be a little bit less um, movement in that one. So a little bit less spin potential. Okay. Mm. Now we can carry on to yeah. <laughs> top, top five. Yeah. <laughs> and- I, I bet that, um, the only thing is I know Chris, Chris Edwards sometimes likes to make the argument because like at a certain point with some of the really thin gauges, like super thin, like 1920 or whatever, like on a tour bite or something, you know, or a cyclone, like when they get that thin, um, they start to become really elastic and kind of powerful. So like for him, it's a confidence thing. Kind of what I talked about in the beginning, like the low powered response of the poly, mm. he actually finds that he probably, or at least, you know, uh, perceives that he gets maybe more spin from sometimes the thicker 16 gauge or whatever, because mm. he's more confident, he can swing faster and get the spin, you know, from his his stroke versus like some of those really thin ones. But that's just like a kind of more, you know, definitely more perceived thing, a confidence thing. What Jay just said, you know, I definitely back that 100%. Um, I but think it's just weird player to player kind that, of thing. That reminds me straight up of like like the same, the same theory, but with um, tension as well. 
That's like, what I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because I, I get that as well. Like, the higher that you go, obviously, like the less power that you you have. So yeah, you can just swing out a bit more, and then so I'm not I'm not shooting four hands long. Um, so that gives me a little bit more confidence to to really go for the shot, and then in turn I'm probably spinning it a little bit a little bit more than I normally am um, compared to stringing on looser. So a little bit more spin there. I yeah. Think, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, maybe quite likely why someone like Dominic Team uses an 1820 or Jack Sock, you know, a couple of those guys that really get a lot of topspin on their forehands uses a 1620 or Rafa, you know, in his 1619 pattern uses a 15L gauge. There's a little bit of that, you know, yeah, the pattern makes a difference. You got to balance makes it a out, difference, but I then, think. Yes. When can I just let a full rip go? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And of course, it has to be said, although hopefully everyone listening understands that mechanics are a big part of how much spin you're going to get when you're playing tennis. <laughs> so if you're Very hitting true. the full flat straight like I do, there's not a ton of uh, RPMs happening. But, you know, someone like Chris, especially more recently, he's gone to a lighter, super maneuverable, whippy racket. He's really brushing up. Even he was saying today he's hitting even wristier than normal. So he's obviously generating more arc on the ball and therefore getting more spin. But, but I mean. slightly underrated that one, I think, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but we all know that the right gear can change our life. So let's talk about strings, um, specific strings. I don't even know. I should have done my homework. What is the number one lab te tested string for the most spin potential? Uh, ultra cable. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ultra cable, sev 17 gauge, I think, just right in the middle. Is okay. that right, Troy? Yeah. Yep, I think. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then I think it's uh, V square as the as number two, and then I think RPM uh, last rough is also up there. They're they're the ones that I know that we we carry down here in Australia because we don't have as many options as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's the Ultra Cable, the V square. Um, there's a Wise Cannon, the Blue Rockin' Power, which I think is also like a super shape string. Uh, yeah. RPM Blast Rough, and then the Technofiber uh, 4S. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And okay. would yeah. you guys agree? Or you think, there, is there something missing? What have you found? How would you compare those five to maybe your five favorite or what you've found the most success with? Mm. I mean, when I know when we tested... RPM Blast Rough, I was on that review. That one definitely does a really good job of gripping and snapping back. It's pretty elastic poly, so kind of like combination of the, the texture, the snapback, and also the pocketing. So I definitely say I felt like that was one of the most spin-friendly strings I tried. Um, I really like Black Code 4S, or Technofiber now calls it 4S. It's kind of like a softer version of, of Hyper-G to me. Um, so, yeah, those are definitely right up there. I mean, my favorite polys are like Hyper-G, confidential which are both like a more of a square shape string and i feel like um these strings give me just as much spin if not more so yeah i would probably say like i mean I remember, it's, it's hard to say without doing like a, a blind side-by-side -side test you know, when you hit 100 balls and check the, the spin rates but yeah well the ones i've tried up there definitely are some are some spin monsters for strings i don't know if you agree jay yeah yeah no i think yeah well hyper g's close to one of my favorite strings and that's yeah. purely straight out because of how much spin you can get from it and then yeah cyclone is another one that i'm just yeah super in love with um blast yeah talking about blast yeah that's always a love-hate relationship um <laughs> for me um, um but i i think like um uh, just another point i wanted to make was um it like the racket as well makes a big difference mm -hmm. um like you can play with with a shaped um string you know like in in different rackets and yeah the racket itself will will make you know the string um like can make it a little bit less uh spin friendly or can make it more spin friendly obviously so if you make if you put a a non-shaped string in a wide open you know 16 18 or you know something that's super open then you might feel that the string is going to you know, give you a lot of spin and then vice versa, you could put a shaped string into like a really tight 18, 20, you know, 95 square inch head and feel like you're not getting a lot of string, uh, a lot of spin. So yeah, I've, I've been slowly like trying to 
you know, play test different setups and, and find out like what gives a good balance of, of everything. Um, and yeah, what, what I was saying, I guess before was like right now I'm, I'm playing with the pure arrow with big banger original. And um, I am like, I'm getting so much spin from that. And <laughs> I don't know if that's from the racket or, but I'm like breaking the string like every week or every two weeks from, from that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's pretty, it, it's good to go through and start testing them all. Um, but like right now, like I would say Big Bang Original is like a really good, good string as well for spin, but that might just be because of the pure error or, <laughs> or just my technique as well. So yeah, I don't know if you find any similarities with that either. Yeah. Uh, Big Bang Original. I know that's Chris, one of Chris's top, definitely top three, top five strings. Mm-hmm. Um, and as yeah. far as it's, it really comes down to how controlling that string is kind of dead response it's also fairly slick on the outside. Um, and I mean, there's been tons of really, really good uh, clay court players, professional players that have used that string uh, over mm-hmm. the years. So I know I'm pretty sure Ferrer used it for, for years. Rafa yeah. gave uh, I think that was one of the Rafa ones. gave it a go. Yeah. Yep. For a small amount of time. There's just a lot of, yeah, pros. Nadasco gave it a go. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have tried it. Yeah. So. It's a, it's definitely an OG legit poly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Now, like what about a hybrid and what about a poly poly hybrid? What about, I mean, what are some pros and cons with the hybrid? Can I get more spin potential if I'm stringing with like a super um, grippy poly in a hybrid, even though it sounds like that probably wouldn't be the most um, durable string option. Talk to me about that. Yeah, now, now we're getting into combinations and permutations and how, how many hundreds of thousands of combinations you can make. Oh my make. gosh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and then like um, flashback to, remember Gamma Glide? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, that was like a some sort of like, it was a monofilament clear string, but it wasn't like your traditional polyester. It was kind of like a softer material, very, very stretchy, very gummy. Yeah. So it was like a soft hybrid. Or it was supposed to be like a cross for a poly mm-hmm. to make like a more comfortable hybrid, but do the same amount of spin as a regular polyester. And uh, it was okay. I remember testing it out when it first came out. It was like, yeah, there was probably a little better spin than most sin guts or multis, but like, the feel was just weird. It was like super gummy. The ball would kind of just randomly spray. So <laughs> yeah. maybe not bad, you know, definitely give props to Gamma for trying something different, but it just uh, wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> There's been some shade, shade this morning. <laughs> but um, as far as like hybrids go, we have tested in recent couple of years we have been trying out different poly poly hybrids you know like a really shaped uh square shaped poly in the the mains and then like a, a smooth slick you know thinner gauge in the crosses i think uh we even have one from prince the vortex triad mm-hmm. uh, it's like a triangle shaped 16 gauge or something like that in the mains and then like an 18 gauge Smooth I think Rock and Blue Power has a hybrid also, which is a yeah. square and maybe Round. circular. Yeah, maybe. And then like head head had the gravity one, which was like triangle with like a flatter, like rectangular mm. kind of cross. Because because really, I think what they're trying to get at is like that shaped string for you know digging into the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, you know your your cross string is like your supporting cast for for your main. So it's like you want to get that grip on the ball, but you want that cross string to allow it to slide and be super slick. So mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a round string in the crosses or kind of like how like square shaped polys work or like some of those really uh, shit triangle ones, you almost want to get like two flat sides creating like a low coefficient of friction, getting that like really slick flat flat on flat surface kind of like going between the mains and crosses but i don't know jay what do you you think do you think like you get more spin from trying those poly poly hybrids or anything like that Uh, i've I've had some success by doing it um not a whole lot for me um yeah i've tried like two different like shape strings both like like one might be four sides another one might be eight sides um and i find that sometimes um like they might 
they, they get stuck on each other and they don't necessarily, you know, glide as well. But I have, uh, I have a friend here. Um, he's, he strings his racket at the moment with confidential in the mains and then Ali power rough in the crosses. Um, and yeah, he, he loves that. He reckoned that like, that's like, that's his setup at the moment. And yeah, he just, he, um, gets like all the spin that he needs from the confidential and then just that like little bit extra feel and like the, the rough texture from the alley rough, um, to support him. Um, and yeah, that, that works wonders for him. So there are definitely combinations out there. Um, I, I feel that will suit a lot of players. Um, but yeah, in terms of poly and poly, I haven't done that much else. I've done more like natural gut and poly combos, which I think you can definitely get, yeah, spin, like a lot of spin potential, probably like the same amount compared to poly and poly, depending which one that you go for. So like champion's choice, mm-hmm. great setup, great mm-hmm. setup. Um, yeah, and I think even like having, with that one, like even having natural gut in the mains, I didn't find that I lost too much spin um, compared to having the... Um, only power in the mains. Um, so yeah. Have you have you done any natty gut? Well you, you would have. Um, <laughs> natty gut. You would have. Yeah, yeah, you would have. Yeah. What are your thoughts on natty gut poly combos? Or just I mean, multi-filament combos? Like yeah. you were saying, the, the the gut hybrids are are great, amazing. I think the feel, um, the all-around playability is really the best you can find on the market. Uh, out of any string combination, and it, and there's a reason why you know, Fed, Djokovic, Murray, Serena, there's just so many, so many players on tour that are using the top top players. To, mm, uh, that yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as spin goes, I think uh, there is a little bit of an adaptation period. I know we did do like a, a head-to-head review between RPM Blast and Champions Choice, kind of like a little. Rafa Roger kind of kind of thing play on the strings but um yeah I definitely find you can get pretty close to just about as much spin as you can with a um with a full bed of poly I know Crawford's done some testing on the spin potential with the natural gut mains and a poly cross and found some really high numbers like very close to the top of the the poly charts but the thing is for me um is just that spin combined with kind of what I would call depth control so like I know Chris, we me and Chris did that that head to head review, and at the end of the playtest, he just was re- reaffirmed why he is a full poly player, a dead poly player, a fifteen gauge kind of poly player, <laughs> uh, just because it's the combination of the spin with the predictability and the depth. So kind of like basically, I, I feel like you can get the ball spinning really really tight and get that spin almost like you would with a with a poly or a shape poly. But that natural gut, you you know, in the poly, mixed with the poly, um, you really have to, like, figure out your tension and kind of bump it up pretty high because you do get that launch factor. So if you're talking, like, x-axis, y-axis, or y-axis, x-axis, whatever, you're getting that that spin, but the ball is also shooting. It seems like the ball is shooting further on average than the poly, so you kind of have to mm. figure out how to gauge that spin with the depth control. Whereas a poly, it being so dead, it's like you get that spin and you get the ball to fall really, really fast over the, you know, once it gets past the net. There's the type of thing. So I think that's kind of just the, the, the big difference for me. Yeah, the power and that elasticity is like I feel like that definitely makes a difference. You know, like it just shoots off a bit more. So full bed of poly. Yeah, if you don't want to, if you, that, like I always recommend it. Yeah, just if you if you want to be able to just have a hundred percent full confidence to to swing um, big and swing out, just full better poly, string it up a little bit higher um, than you would obviously, you know, with a, with other like multi-filaments or natural guts. And then, yeah, it'll it just, it'll drop in. <laughs> just like that. It will it's, drop it's, in. it's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but your technique better be uh, pretty well. <laughs> if you start using the full better poly and your technique's not there, then you're going to be calling us back saying, hey, I got pain in my elbow. Now what do I do? Oh, now try yeah. to get high. You know? yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> Some people do say that. Oh, I've only hit it, you know, uh, it's, I hit into the bottom of the net, like on my first three shots. It's like, oh, okay, just aim a little bit higher maybe. But <laughs> um, I was going to say it's wild to me because right now I'm kind of like I go through these phases. I think I talked about this yesterday too with Troy um, with my swing weight. And um, to know some of these pros who are hitting these rackets that have swing weights like well above 340 that are still generating so much movement 
on the ball. It's that's been wild to me lately. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I'm thinking like Andy Murray, like he gets the ball popping and his I think his swing weight's like super high. And I'm just like, wow, with my maneuverability with some of my RFs, I cannot do that. So I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that in there. It's <laughs> definitely a talent. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably why he's uh, a Grand Slam winner. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like a specimen of an athlete, dude. He just looks like he's like a boxer. Like he just like. He's so good. Well, yeah. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like anyone listening and that's like, but I have this racket strung with this string and I still am not getting any yeah you know rpms on the ball and it's like well what are you what's actually happening what what are you working with how fast are you swinging what does your stroke look like what's the swing weight on your racket all of the above what's the tension what's this what's that so yeah but michelle to make you feel better uh so there's players and i didn't know this either i always thought like all the pros were like oh they got to be like 350 or higher swing weight but like i you know more recently found out like uh, that japanese player nishioka mm-hmm. he's like a v-core 100 and his swing weight strung is like 311. I think it's close to like a 12 ounce bracket. It's not like super heavy, but it's not, you know, it's not stock, but it's like a little bit weighted up, but like the swing weight is like in the teens. That almost takes more skill, I reckon. Like (laughs) at the high level, like how how are they getting with such a light racket against these other big boys? (laughs) And Matt, we were just talking about that. This is another episode that we're going to have to do with you guys. And like, for us, it's easier for us to talk about strings and shoes because the pros are actually using what you can buy. And a lot of times the pros are not using the rackets that you can buy. However, the episode that it went out with Haley Carter and she talked about her switch from the pure arrow to the extreme MP. And she basically like debunks the myth that every pro player is using a customized racket. And uh, uh, there's been some chatter about that. So it is definitely there i think there's more players than not using the same rackets that anyone can buy at tennis only at tennis warehouse you know so yeah and even if and a lot of them too i think even if they aren't using the one that we sell at the time they're using one that was sold in retail six to ten years ago <laughs> exactly you know, but it's still very similar to what a stock racket would be bought by a customer you know and yeah throw your little tape on there throw your little grip on there and rip, rip your forehand like jay you know yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's that easy. <laughs> that easy. Um, what about, um, this might not be as easy to answer, but what about non-polys? Well, I don't want to use a poly. Uh, what kind of multis are going to give me the most spin? Any experience on, have you hit much multis lately, Jay? <laughs> no. I was like, this is no, not. <laughs> not a full bit of multi recently. Um, um, head rip control. Have you... Yeah, that's 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 a good one that that a lot of people um, down here use because um, that's just a multi, but um, just got that texture to it um, to to grab onto the ball. Um, but yeah, wouldn't exactly recommend a multi purely for the spin potential. Um, so yeah, if a customer comes in or someone emails in, I just say maybe hybrid it um, for me. Um, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, a rip control is a good one. Um, that one, yeah, it's like a ribbon string. It's like a polyolefin or whatever the material is. But, like, I think even, like, Simone used that string for years, right, on the Pro Tour mm. or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a softer type of string than a regular poly. Still gives pretty good spin. Um, besides that, you know, I don't play full multi that often, but I did test some in the last couple of years just for, like, new product stuff. Um, the te- Technofiber, I think, probably does the best multis – on the market just overall you know nrg x1 x1 biphase but they do i think some of their they're kind of like uh combination strings that they've been doing lately like the triax is the most recent one that's i think michelle you were on the play test Mm -hmm. you could speak to that one but uh that's a good control multi with pretty good better than average spin uh i know chris really likes the multi feel which is like a good budget string Mm -hmm. pretty soft good snapback um, they have the other one, the HDMX tour, I think, which is like the green colored one. I really like that one. So I think Technofiber, when it comes to multis or softer strings, that, that's my, that's my go-to brand. I think that's where most people should look at, but I mean, there's other brands that have some too. I think, you know, like the Wilson NXT control, uh, sensation control, uh, head velocity there, there's definitely some out there that are 
a little bit better at spin than most multis, even though the typical multis going to be hard to generate the same amount of spin as with the poly. But that would be the next step, just like Jay said, uh, into the hybrid world. Now talk to me a little bit about the word rough on a string. Um, and we've seen some things come through. I don't think we sell it anymore, but there used to be an apparatus where you could add the rough to the string to, <laughs> to create more yep. bite. Um, and I feel like also there's a bit of a, like a, a preference. Some people like a rough string or some people prefer like the, the sides, the shaped. So do you guys have a preference? Do you like one more than the other? Also, from what I've heard, a lot of feedback, a lot of the rougher strings kind of are softer than the non-rough versions. Talk to me about that. Um, I'll go. Um, yes, I think I think personally, I prefer shaped strings over rough strings. And yeah, so rough strings will have little like indents that are sort of cut into the string. So it's the the string isn't shaped, but it does have little grooves that that are throughout the, the string itself. And um, that is meant to emulate the sort of similar to the shape string where um, the little indents are gonna grab onto the ball a little bit more and 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 give you a little bit more spin. Um, and so there's heaps of strings that are out there like that. Um, like as we're talking about only power rough um, is probably the, the biggest seller. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's tough. It's a tough one. Like, I think that you do get a little bit more feel maybe out of the, the rough ones because like there's a little bit less of the string mm -hmm. in it. So yeah, you're going to get a little bit more of that, like, I guess, movement, um, as well. But what I was talking about before, like with, with the poly and poly hybrid, I feel like the rough string can sometimes get stuck on itself. So it doesn't move as much like the little indents and the jaggedness like they they get stuck um on each other every now and again um and then so that's less string to string movement so sometimes it doesn't give as much spin but that's might be like a, a mental thing for me i'm like hey what's that string doing it's stuck that's going to be moving <laughs> so that might be a mental thing for me um yeah you Troy. Then you got to walk to the back fence like uh, Sharapova. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to bring Maria into it. Of know? course. <laughs> Troy, yeah, what's your opinion on rough? <laughs> what Jay was just talking about, exactly. I like the picture that uh, Jay just, just painted about the string being rough. It, they actually, like, take the, the, the full string, the, the round string, and they take, like, scoops out of it to create those little dimples. Whereas like when I first started working here, I always thought the the rough strings had like little bubbles that protruded out, but it's oh. actually, they like take a divot out of the surface. Mm. So it's like a more like an indent. And then the, the surface level becomes like the, the bump basically. <laughs> so it's almost like a golf ball, I guess, if you think of it that way. Okay. But uh, I think exactly what Jay said, some rough strings, uh, I think there's a certain, you know, point of like being too rough or you know just the right amount of rough where the string <laughs> plays well. obviously alu power rough is like one of the most you know used on the pro tour and very popular string i think that one has just the right amount of rough um and actually like if you really pay attention to the alu power rough when you string it and you pull the tension really tight it almost like kind of flattens out and becomes smooth again so basically like that alu rough is it's a little bit more lively a little bit softer than the regular alu power and i think it's exactly what jay just said there's a little bit less string so they kind of like thin the string out when you pull tension on it and it just plays like a softer thinner thinner version of alu power um but some strings that are like maybe a little too rough like i noticed with the uh Solinko, Solinko's kind of take on the alu power rough is the torbite diamond rough it's almost like too thick of like like ridges and almost a little too rough so like after a while you play with it for a week or so and it starts to kind of lose its tension a little bit then that's when it starts like sticking out of place because i think the, the roughness kind of takes away from the the string makes it a little too too much friction between mains and crosses so i think there's kind of like a, a point of how much rough or is good or bad makes mm -hmm. sense <laughs> what else what else have we not covered about all of the spin potential in strings or what kind of questions do you guys get asked that, you know, you can help answer? I, I always just get, yeah, like, like what are your, your, the top three best-selling strings or most commonly used strings? 
um, for spin. And I mean, yeah, it's, I guess they're already pretty well known, but you know, like Hyper G is obviously like most people's top three, Ami Power, um, even though that is not necessarily shaped, um, still gives a lot of, a lot of um, spin potential. RPM is obviously in there. Um, and like all of them, all of them are really, really good. And there, there are obviously differences between the strings, but most of the time you should be able to play with, you know, <laughs> with, with most of them, um, you know, and like, I guess going back to what we were saying before um, about like the pros, like most pros, their technique is so sound. Most of them should be able to play with almost any racket setup. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, there are a lot of people that's like, like really trying to knuckle down and trying to find like the one perfect setup for them. And when, when you do find a setup that works for you, obviously it's great and you're going to be able to, you know, um, um, like find a groove with it and like your technique will, I, I guess, adjust to the setup that you've got. Um, but there's no real like absolutely perfect, perfect setup that's just going to turn you from, you know, your average club player to, to better <laughs> you know so like i mean come on yeah <laughs> what Crazy. you don't but, say <laughs> but i think yeah um but like but there there are obviously setups that do um suit people differently so it, it is worth um going through the stages and finding what works for you um and you know different fields will, will suit different players um so yeah just keep keep searching for it keep trying different things um, and, and yeah, just try to notice those different things too, I think. And then, uh, kind of just going off that, I know, I don't know if we mentioned too much about, uh, string tension. I just got a question earlier today on YouTube about, um, you know, like it's pretty common for people with like hybrids, like natural gut and poly, like two different types of string mm-hmm. to string, you know, the main string, you know, a little bit tighter and the cross string a little bit looser or, or vice versa, depending on, you know, the poly or the gut type of string but uh, someone was asking uh if i have a full bed of uh poly or 4g or whatever um you know i've heard pro players stringing the mains like two or three pounds tighter than the crosses why would they do that if they're using just a full bed of poly uh in that case you know what i've heard sometimes is you know it gives you a little bit more feel because the the cross strings are a little looser so it allows a little bit more pocketing of the ball but also um i've heard that like just by the cross being slightly looser um, there's kind of like a perceived possibility of getting a little more spin just because it allows the main strings to move around, move around and slide a little bit, a little bit easier. So kind of personal preference there, but that's something that led, led me to think of tension in general and, you know, whether or not uh, does a high tension of 55 pounds or 60 pounds with a full bed of poly, will that give me more spin than a, a tension of like 40 pounds or something like that? I don't know if Jay, you want to kind of touch on what tension does or you've you've nailed it yeah that's i i always thought the exact same thing yeah if you string the crosses a little bit lower hopefully yeah they'll they'll move just a little bit more and you're getting that little bit more feel a little, um from the string bed because they're, they're moving a little bit more um a little bit more spin potential and yeah i i feel like from what i know most of the pros actually do do that so there is something there i haven't done it too much I, i've tried it a couple of times um and uh, for me, just the feel, like the actual feel, it changes the feel of the racket. Um, and I, I think, yeah, maybe I was getting a little bit more spin um, from from the frame, but yeah, the feel of it just wasn't for me personally. So I just went back to, to normal. And then um, about tension, do you feel like, like you personally, do you like a higher tension or I don't know, say like maybe mid fifties or something? Do you feel like that could give you more spin or do you feel like for me, I go I go higher, so yeah, so I can just swing harder and and try to just like spin the ball faster. So that's like so I go higher personally, but I know that there are people that that go lower, string it looser, and then and then the, the strings will move more and then grab onto the ball um, a little bit more. So I think that's why like tension is such a personal preference. It's just like, do you want to be able to swing swing hard and and go for go for gold and hopefully you know. Like you've got the good technique to be able to bring it back down or do you just want to be able to like let the racket do the work for you um, and then or, or try to find a middle ground of between the two. And I think if you can maybe find the middle ground between the two, that's probably where the sweet spot is. 
um, you want you want help from the racket, but you also want to be able to you know get better as a player. So put put your own effort into it. Um, so yeah, so I so pure aero, fifty five and a half pounds um, with original. Um, that's that yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. Nice. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to say to you is that um, I think a lot of people watch our reviews and um, each playtester kind of has their own, you know, we're all, we all kind of fulfill a different type of player. Like Troy's all about feel and, you know, I don't know, precision and like craftiness. And I'm all about like, take all the feel away. And like I said, Chris is a more, you know, working on his maneuverability and like getting the ball to like jump and he just wants to get the ball back and play kind of that like player that you play that's going to get everything back and then you know Brit's looking to be like a counter puncher but she's also got good power and can step in Jay you like bomb your serve (laughs) like big shots so if anyone's listening out there like maybe just try and kind of like key in on what each of these play testers kind of prefer and that might work better for your game or find the play tester that you want to play more like. And I'm not saying we're professionals, not even close, but um, I think everyone we... wants to play like you, Michelle. That's, what, <laughs> no, that's where you're going. Yeah. No, no, no one. People are like, you're insane. Why do you, as I like grab my shoulder, why are you stringing so high? Um, but yeah, you can kind of like try to emulate the setups that the play tester that you want to play like which Troy actually is usually the one that gets all of the like, well, what, but what does Troy think? What does Troy think? <laughs> but what did Troy say? <laughs> well, it's mostly because like, they know, like I tinker around with the rock and stuff, you know, like the leather grips and a little bit of weight here and there. It's like, a hundred percent. She's like, yeah, I got my RF 97. I just put it over. I got 60 pounds. It's going to beat you. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> No, and that's why it's cool too, is because like I think there are a lot of people out there like you, Troy. Well, Jay also he's put it on a leather grip. <laughs> so you two are like two P's. You're very dialed in with your your specs, your you know, your tensions and all that. So that's helpful also. Yeah, and then it could be, you know, just like, you know, we we don't have as much going on, you know, in personal life, you know, we're just so stuck on the, the gear, you know, we don't have a life. You know? There's more people like that, <laughs> like me, you know. Dude, especially <laughs> lately, maybe I should just get more techie. <laughs> the numbers don't vibe well in my head. I don't like the science. Oh, well. Um, what else? Anything else that we didn't cover that we should cover if we're talking about all of the spin potential when it comes to strings? Is there any... Any new strings really coming out that you're excited for? I know that um, Polytool Rev is is one that um, yeah that I've hit with, um, but I, I can't think of any others for me that's coming out. What do um, you think of Polytool Rev? Um, it's yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, definitely spin friendly. Um, I mean, what I sort of alluded to before the podcast hit it in the v-core and don't know if it was the v-core that was muted or the pongly tour rev that was muted but yeah not a not a huge amount of feel from it but um when i when i was in position and i was ripping the ball like it it, it gave me everything that i that i needed um out of a string so and like i i didn't have that much confidence issues like when i was having having a good day on on a not so good day, maybe I wanted just a little bit more more comfort and a little bit more feel from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. I think um, you're hitting the nail on the head with the feel thing <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Troy, have you hit it at all? Not much. I, okay. I think I hit a couple balls against the wall with it, but um, it kind of just what he said about is the first expression about the volume rev and i mean it's no knock on on yonic strings but it's just like every yonix poly i've ever played with it's like kind of like my same same reaction is like it's it's decent you know it's like nothing too spectacular nothing horrible you know but it's like there's other strings out there that just kind of give me a little bit more of that enhanced feel and obviously you know we're big fans of Salinko strings yeah but yeah yeah. It feels like it falls in line with those. I would say the one one unique one to me probably is the Polytor Pro because it's kind of like a unique blend of like being like soft and crisp at the same time. So I think uh, there's a lot of pros that use that string. Um, but, you know, some of the other ones, the Strike and the and the Rev and the other ones I've tried, it just, they're okay. 
Yeah, I actually just got some lab data from J-Dub on that string, and um, it goes head-to-head pretty well with ALU power, um, in the lab at least. But I know when they they were talking to us about it, there was another string that they kind of were attacking. Um, not attacking, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> they were going after, <laughs> they were trying to create a competitor in the market. Anyways, I'm not going to say the name of the other string that they were going after, but I prefer the Polytour Rev over the other string. So I did like that. I also like things that are more muted. So I think that's why I liked it. But yeah, we noticed that muted feel as well. And then the other string, I think, Michelle, you were hitting is the Flash by Kirschbaum. Oh, yeah. We've been hitting Kirschbaum Flash like a ton. And that one, I don't know if you're getting haven't it. Heard of it. No, oh. I haven't heard of it at all. No. It's also like an insane price point. At least that's what I keep saying. Um, yeah, it's a budget poly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's if, it, if it's going to tennis only or if it's just here in the U.S. But. Yeah, I haven't heard anything of it. What, it might what just, it's so it's a I'm just gonna read you the description. A comfortably <laughs> firm co-poly that delivers surgical targeting on full full swings. Um it's coming, it only comes in 17 gauge, or at least that's all we have. Um and it comes in several colors, which is cool because I like that. But um good for players looking for extra power and spin, above average comfort for poly-based monofilament. Yeah, we've been hitting it a bunch. And everyone's really liking it. Is it shaped? It does not. Is it? Troy, do you know? I didn't really pick up on a shape when I strung it. Um, so I don't think so. I think it might just be like a traditional round. Good deal. And How, mu- how much is it? Right now, it's on sale for $6.67. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it retails That's un- a bargain. Right? It retails yeah, under bargain. $9. Oh, mate. Mate, Very if you're listening, good. get on it. <laughs> Like by now, (laughs) we'll add a link. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like some of these polys, you know, it's a it's a nice investment, but they're expensive. Kirschbaum Flash, you you can afford to restring every two weeks. (laughs) You know, like we talk about these premium polys and like RPM. You know, we're talking about some of the you know Yonic strings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of times on YouTube, I'll recommend like a budget string, whether it's Cyclone. Um, I really like the Kirschbaum Proline X, um, and then another one of my favorites, Signum Pro Poly Plasma. They're all like under ten bucks or like around eight bucks. Yeah. And some people are like, "Well, it can't be that good if it's that cheap." And I'm like, "Dude, I've tried like everything, and like I would take those strings over like an RPM, which is like eighteen bucks, you know." But it's just like the you know some of those big names sell because of the marketing or whatever. But if you're being honest, if I didn't work here, like I would be more than happy to use those and. And after trying all of them, like it, it, some of them outperform those more expensive ones. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, yeah, if I if I didn't work at Tennis Only and um, have access to, yeah, I guess all the strings, like that, there, there would definitely be some of the more expensive strings that I just I probably wouldn't play with. I would just go for <laughs> go for the middle of the road, um, you know, the road strings, the Yonic strings, you know. More Selenko, I'd stay away, yeah, from some high, high priced ones. Um, all of them again, just do they're all they're all on the same wavelength, some of them. And yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of strings out there, and maybe that will be actually that could be a fun podcast. It's like if I love XYZ, what's the budget option or what plays? Yeah, that could be fun. I think it is worth noting though, like like when you are playtesting strings, try not to like like if, if you're really trying to get into it, try not to fall into the marketing trap. You know, don't don't fall for for everything that you see. Like just take it as a as a hit by hit basis and see if it works for you. Don't, you know, see what what's advertised as oh, the best string. You know, this is gonna do everything for you because everything is different for everyone. So, you know, just take it as a grain of salt sometimes and and find what works best for you. And you can have unpopular opinions. It's okay not to like what everything everyone else likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Troy, what else? You got anything else to add? <laughs> I feel like we should give away some string at the end of this episode. If you have bared with us, um, let's do like a fun drawing and we'll give some of our favorite shaped polys to like, what's a great question we could ask for 
people to like email us in and you can be in the running to win some of our favorite poly string. We're going to like quiz them. I'm thinking of like quizzing now. Like, yeah, we're, we're like going back to my teacher days, you know, like the first thing I talked about in, in the, the podcast was like the science of it, you yeah. know, like one of the two main factors when it comes to like the string helping you generate spin. And it was, it had to do with, there's two main factors. Okay, <laughs> go there you go. That's our question. Email us in with the answer. What two main factors have to do with, I don't even know how to repeat the question. <laughs> have to do with the spin generation. Basically talking about the Tennis Warehouse University spin potential ratio and how yes. like Crawford ended up with that spin potential number. And there's two main factors. So you could find it in the Tennis Warehouse University if you want to, but uh, two main factors that go into that spin potential ratio. Okay. Shoot us an email podcast at tennis-warehouse.com with the answer and we'll pick a winner out of that group and we'll send you some of our favorite spin friendly strings. Probably hyper G will be in there because we all love that string (laughs) across the whole company. Hyper G and Starcoin. Done. That's okay. So that's wild too, because people even internally are like, oh my gosh, all the play tests to talk about is Hyper-G and Cyclone. (laughs) And we didn't even tell you guys in Australia, like, oh, you've come up with that on your own. Yeah, huge. One of our biggest sellers. Or for those that are using Hyper-G and Cyclone already and already have enough of it or whatnot, and they want to try something else out, just let us know if you get picked as the winner. Yes. As long as it's... A full set of natural get will hook you up. If it's a yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's a string out there, we'd love to hear that too. If there's a string out there you've not tried um, and you're interested, let us know. And, you know, the winner can try something new as well, because we know that strings are an investment and it's not always easy to just like shop around different strings, but it is super fun for sure. And um, yeah, I think that would be fun. So email us. You never know. You got to play to win. <laughs> I think that's I think that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I think we've done well. I, I think we have too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say happy hitting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining you guys. Email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com with that answer. Also email us if you have any topics that you really want to hear us cover. Jay and Troy are like the go-to gurus for equipment on the pro tour off the pro tour they're obviously very knowledgeable about all the things and hopefully we're going to do some more episodes with them on all kinds of stuff so if you have anything else specific that you would love to hear us discuss let us know as well that's all i got thanks for joining happy hitting thanks so much for listening make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes and be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, happy hitting. I know, I'm like, ooh, rewind, rewind. Okay, I'm not going to say that out loud. All of this needs to get cut out, Darren, when you're editing, like, all of this. Okay, oh, we, so did we, we did it. We did it. Longer than 25 minutes. I know. That's This is what always happens. <laughs> <laughs>